Part three, chapter eleven of A Vital Question or What is to be done by Nikolai Chernyshevsky, translated by Nathan Haskell Dole, eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five, and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part three, Marriage and Second Love, chapter eleven during the first part of vira pavlovna's married life kirsdnof used to be very frequently at the lopukhov's as often as every other day or to speak more accurately almost every day and soon almost on the very first day he became very close friends with vira pavlovna nearly as much so as with lopukhov it lasted this way for half a year one time they were sitting all three together he the husband and the wife the conversation was going on as usual without any ceremony kirsdnof was doing the most of the talking but suddenly he grew silent what has got into you alexander what has made you so solemn all of a sudden alexander matveitch nothing in particular i feel rather blue that does not happen to you very often said vira pavlovna i might say never without some reason said kirsdnof in a constrained tone a few minutes afterwards he got up and went away earlier than sometimes taking his leave in his usual simple manner two days afterwards lopukhov told vira pavlovna that he had been to see kirsdnof who as it seemed to him had received him in a very strange way kirsdnof apparently wanted to be ceremonious towards him and this had always been an unnecessary formality between them lopukhov had looked him straight in the face and said alexander you must be provoked with someone is it with me no is it with vierotchka no then what is the matter with you nothing at all it is only in your imagination why aren't you friendly towards me to-day you are not natural you are as though you were provoked kirsdnof began to pour out his assurances that lopukhov was mistaken and in this way he managed to confirm the impression that he was provoked then afterwards it seemed as though he must have been ashamed he again became as unaffected kind friendly as could be desired lopukhov availing himself of the fact that the man seemed in his right mind again asked him now alexander tell me the reason of your getting provoked i never thought of being provoked and again he became disagreeable and disputatious what a marvel lopukhov could not think of anything that might have offended him and this did not seem possible considering all their mutual respect and warmth of friendship vira pavlovna also tried hard to recollect whether she could have offended him in any manner and she too could think of nothing out of the way for she knew just as her husband did that it was impossible as far as she was concerned two days more passed for kirsdnof not to call at the lopukhov's for four days was a most unusual circumstance vira pavlovna even wondered could he be well lopukhov went round to see if he were really ill how ill he is still angry lopukhov questioned him persistently after repeated negations he began to get off some disjointed nonsense about his relations with lopukhov and vira pavlovna that he loves and respects them very highly but after all that had happened they were not attentive enough to him but in what respect and this was worst of all there was not the slightest hint in his bombastic talk it was clear that the gentleman was eaten up by ambition all this was so savage to witness in such a man as lopukhov considered kirsdnof to be and so the visitor said to his host now listen we have been friends 
and the time will come when you will be ashamed of this kirsdnof with affected humility replied that in fact it must on his side be a mere trifle but what can be done supposing he has been offended by many things nu what was it then he began to bring up a good many occasions at which he had taken offence lately all in such a style as this you said that the lighter the hair of a person the nearer he is to dullness vira pavlovna said that tea was getting dearer the one was a hit at the colour of my hair the other was a hint that i was eating you out of house and home lopukhov's hands fell to his side this man had gone crazy with his ambition or properly speaking he has become a fool and a good-for-nothing lopukhov returned home in a gloomy frame of mind it was bitter for him to see such a warp in a man of whom he was so fond to vira pavlovna's questions as to what he had learned he answered gloomily that it would be better not to speak about it that kirsdnof had spoken disagreeable nonsense and that he was probably sick in three or four days kirsdnof who had in all probability come to his senses and seen the savage disgracefulness of his behaviour came to the lopukhovs he behaved himself as well as possible then he began to tell how mean he had been from vira pavlovna's words he perceived she had not heard from her husband of his absurdities he sincerely thanked lopukhov for his consideration and as a punishment to himself he began to tell the whole story to vira pavlovna he grew sentimental he excused himself and said that he was sick and again there followed some more nonsense vira pavlovna tried to say that he ought to stop talking about it that it was a mere trifle he clung to the word trifle and began to rattle off the same sort of ridiculous nonsense as he had done before in his talk with lopukhov he very delicately and circumstantially began to develop the thought that of course it was a trifle because he was aware of his insignificance in the eyes of the lopukhovs but that he didn't deserve any more and so on and all this was said with the most underhanded slyest hints and at the same time with the most courteous expressions of respect and devotion vira pavlovna hearing this let her hands fall to her side exactly as her husband had done when he had gone they remembered that for several days previous to his entirely losing his balance he had been strange before they had not noticed it particularly or even perceived it but now his former absurdities are explained they were of the same kind only more developed after this kirsdnof began to call very often but the continuation of their former simple relations was utterly impossible from behind the mask of a respectable man there appeared such a long ass-ear that the lopukhovs would have lost a great part of their respect for their former friend even if this ear were hidden henceforth for ever but it continued to appear frequently it would not show itself for any long time and then it would hide itself but it was pitiful low and ugly they soon became entirely cold to kirsdnof and as he really had no pleasure in calling at the lopukhovs he soon ceased to call but he still used to meet the lopukhovs at the houses of friends some time afterwards the spite of the lopukhovs towards him grew less there was nothing serious the matter now lopukhov began to call on him in a year he even began to call at the lopukhovs again and he was the same elegant kirsdnof as of old simple and honest but he called seldom it was evident that he hesitated and was ashamed when he remembered the stupid business of which he had been guilty lopukhov had almost forgotten about it and so had vira pavlovna but the cordial relations once severed had never returned again 
according to outward appearances he and lopukhov were close friends and in fact they were so lopukhov began almost to respect him as before and called on him not unfrequently vira pavlovna also gave him back a portion of her former friendliness but she saw him very seldom end of part three chapter eleven recording by expatriate in bangor maine